Hey y'all, thanks for joining me for episode 14 of the Roaring Out podcast. This is the third episode in the Everything I Know About series, where I give bite-sized knowledge on a variety of topics and tip my hat to those who've helped me along the way. This episode focuses on my second mentor that I had in my graduate program, Michael Waters. Two things you need to know about Michael is he's very well educated, so he knows a lot. And while my first mentor, Alicia Ostriker, nurtured me into the program, Michael essentially made me do the writing equivalent of 5 a.m. workouts that lasted all day. Uh, he was a very tough coach, and my semester with him was very rigorous. But as a result, I learned a lot, particularly when it came to the technical aspects of writing or craft, if you will. In the sense I'm using it in this podcast, craft refers to not only writing in a certain form or refer to a certain word choice, it also encompasses the creative process as a whole. Um, I don't necessarily mean just the nitty gritty, but the overall expanse of the process that gets you writing or arting, which is totally a verb, um, or whatever other creative endeavor you are pursuing. So at the time when I worked with Michael, music was a huge part of my creative process. I gleaned a lot of the language that I wanted to use in my work, um, and also a lot of themes I gleaned from the music I was listening to at the time. I also sent out mix CDs of the songs I liked at the particular moment that I was corresponding to my mentors. Michael really, though, was the only one to go in depth with the music um, and acknowledging that it was a huge part of my process. In his correspondence to me, he discussed the songs that he liked and the ones he didn't like, and he'd also talk about the ones that he could see as a clear influence in my work. And that really helped because I could see perhaps where I was borrowing too much from a song or, and you know, it was just cool, you know, to see part of my process being not just dissected, but acknowledged and validated by another person, particularly someone who I respect and admired as much as I do Michael. Now you might be thinking, well, isn't it a bad thing to take from other sources? And my answer is no. However, uh, you don't want to plagiarize, meaning you don't want to take something else word for word and claim it as your own. You always want to give credit where credit is due, but often to find our own way creatively, we must sound like, or in the case of visual art, look like that of others. And that's okay, right? For a certain time, I think it's part of the exploration. When we're first starting out in any creative endeavor, you know, it's, it's really part of the exploration and it's part of a jumping off point. The trouble I think though, would be to stay stuck in taking from others and never making it your own. It's okay to take, you know, word for word from somewhere else. If it's just an exercise, if it's not something you're going to publish necessarily, or even if it's something you show on Instagram, but acknowledge that it's an exercise and you took from such and such place. But in order to mature as an artist 
or as an entrepreneur or whatever endeavor you're currently doing, at some point you need to depart and come into your own, right? Fill your own shoes. So I want to give two exercises with music that can sort of help you do this, that can help you generate some first drafts or some working drafts to make something that someone else made and kind of take off and make it your own. The fir- And these both have to do with music. So the first exercise you can do is put on a favorite song of yours and write or art, which is totally a verb, as I mentioned before, for the duration of that song. So as long as the song is on, you are writing or arting in whatever medium you choose. Um, and make it very free. You know, whatever the song brings up in you, whatever colors it makes you think of, whatever it brings up in you, get it down. But then once the song finishes, you are done. See what it brings up and then later you can refine it if you so choose. A second exercise is you can take a line from a favorite song and use it as a first line in a a piece of writing or you can incorporate it into a piece of visual art. The point here isn't to make a masterpiece, but to just loosen up, to play, to take something that someone else made and make it your own. See what it brings up in you, how it speaks to you, and get that somehow down on paper or canvas or whatever medium you're you're using. Now getting back to Michael Waters and what he ta- taught me about craft, as I mentioned earlier, he's very well educated, but it's not so much his education that makes him such so well-rounded and so knowledgeable, but it's his curiosity. He asks questions, he reads a lot, like a lot, Um, and he keeps a journal of clippings that he refers back to. And when I worked with him, often in workshops, he would, he always had that journal with him and he would say, oh, it's like so-and-so said, and he'd flip to the page that he was looking for and read for us what he was referring to. So it's it's very handy to have. And this way, he always had a wealth of knowledge, ideas, topics, examples, etc. to refer back to, which, especially as a teacher, was very handy for him. It's a practice I haven't yet adopted, but I'm definitely thinking about it. I think it would definitely come in handy. Artist Austin Cleon refers to this as a swipe file, and you can keep one digitally or in hard copy. I personally keep a digital swipe file of pictures or photos that I think are really inspiring, maybe because of the color palette or the subject matter. Um, And I go back to them if I'm not really sure what I want to paint or draw. And I may just draw over a certain photograph or I may just sort of let that picture speak to me and bring up things in me. A swipe file can also consist of observations and dialogue that you overhear and that you copy into a a hard copy journal or even just a note on your phone, for example. It doesn't have to just consist of things others have come up with. It can be your own thoughts or musings based on things you're observing, whatever they happen to be. So now once you generate a draft and you know 
how you generate drafts best, whether it be through music or sitting at the mall for an hour and writing down what you see and hear, I'd encourage you to fold these practices into your daily life. Make it a point to do them regularly so you can constantly create and refine your practice, whether it be writing or building a business or drawing or something else. Now, once you've gathered a swipe file of items and gotten first drafts down, now what, right? Um, part of craft in the creative process isn't just getting that first draft. It's also refining it and sort of now what, right? What do you do with this now that you have it? So this is where the revision process comes in, and I'll talk more about this in the next episode, episode 15, but here are a couple of quick notes on refinement, some quick exercises you can do. The first is look at what you have and draw an X over unimportant or boring words, such as some, the, an, and see where you can cut. If you do this exercise and draw these X's over the unimportant words, which is actually an exercise uh, Michael Waters encourages. If you look over after you do this exercise and see way more X's than interesting words, then you know it's time to cut. Um, I will admit that in poetry, sometimes you have a lot more license with things that you can cut or you know, it's a lot more acceptable to cut than say fiction or maybe even a blog post, but it's still a handy exercise to do if your writing is riddled with X's, right? Um, then you know there's a ton of things that you probably can cut. Another quick exercise or just even a fun way to play is music is not just a way to get started, but it's also helpful in revision. There's ways that you can make a piece of writing pleasant for the ear. A couple of examples of this are alliteration, which is the repetition of a consonant sound. So for example, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers is an example of alliteration. It's there's the repetition of the P sound. Another way to do this is internal rhyme. So rhyme doesn't just have to occur at the ends of lines or at the ends of sentences. It can also occur in the middle of lines, for example, or across several lines or sentences. Play with this. See what you can come up with. See what sounds um, appeal to you and try and bring them out in your own writing. Like in the last episode, episode 13, where I spoke about writing what scares you, while I'm speaking primarily of writing here, mostly because this is how I learned these particular principles, um, these tenets can really be applied to other areas of your life, like art or conversation. So for example, if you wanted to be more social or expand your network of friends, be curious. Um, like Michael Waters, ask questions, um, or know a bit about a bunch of subjects. Like the demon cat in Adventure Time says, I have approximate knowledge of many things. Um, keep your own journal of clippings, and these can be really, really great conversation starters. Fold the practice of being curious into your everyday life so you can get better at whatever practice it is you're trying to hone. So going back to, you know, expanding your social network of friends, if you know a little bit about a wide variety of disciplines or subjects, 
odds are you can strike up a conversation with just about anyone. And if you make it a practice to continue learning about a diverse uh, number of subjects, not only will you be enriched as a person, but you may not be as intimidated to start conversations with people you don't necessarily know very well, because odds are you'll have something in common or something to talk to people about. Now, to help in this curiosity endeavor, I've included some books on writing, on writing craft and the creative process in the show notes if you're interested in pursuing this topic further. Um, like in the last episode, these are books and pieces I read while in my graduate program. Thanks so much for listening to episode 14. And I wasn't quite sure there. I almost said 15. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And it, as always, if you have comments, questions, or just want to continue the discussion, reach out to me using the links, the reach out links provided in the show notes. And if you like the podcast, I would be highly honored if you gave it a rating. And the link for that is also included in the show notes. Thanks again so much for joining me today, and I will see you tomorrow for episode 15 to continue the Everything I Know About series. Have a good one.